This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show 4, Friday, the 22nd of July. It's midsummer. Well, first third summer. <laughs> and it's Sarah Summer's Vinny. almost over, you mean, right. Stop right. it. Bryn and Aho. Hey, did you guys notice that Bryn has a brand new studio? No. Yeah, that's why I'm having trouble rolling my back up. That's all. I just I moved everything around. He moved into a closet. <laughs> he moved he moved his whole studio into a closet. It yes, looks, I should. Sure it actually did. looks really good and clean though. Like you used to have a bunch of stuff behind you and now it seems like it's all in front of you. Why yeah, why did you well, do I... that? So you could have that space in your house back? Yeah, because it took up an entire room. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I have a lot of stuff. And so, you know, I gave Anita that really nice closet, a really big closet. So I took away her other closet and I knocked down the back to back closet. So I have a really spacious closet now that I won't use for clothes. I'll use for my studio. Yeah. That way it I works. can consolidate and, you know. It's like a control room. You should cut a hole in one of the walls and put some double pane glass in there so you can have bands come over. And Actually, I'm cutting a hole in the wall. Yeah, that's for sure. I just ordered some stuff to, to run my wires outside. Oh. So I can close this. So you aren't giving doors. up the whole room, I see. <laughs> well, this it's just going to be the computer on the outside. Oh, that'll so be have, good because that thing's hot. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah, the computer gets a little warm. Right. Well, it's a job well done. Yesterday we were uh, in the afternoon. He's like, okay, when I get it all done, because I've been working on it all week, and you know, I want to make sure that it's all working by Friday. And uh, 4 o'clock and the in phone the phone call is working too, yeah. Yeah, yes. We, we needed to test the phone, make sure that uh-huh. the winner, because we was like, look, the, everything was angled toward this Disney contest that we gave away today. So yesterday he calls me uh, or texts me. He's like, hey, can we? I go in, I turn on all my stuff, and, uh, and he is covered in sweat. Like, I, even through the camera, I can see he's glistening and his, he wipes his hand across his forehead and it's like there's just sweat dripping off of it. There's it a was lot of hilarious. like crawling around, getting up and down, you know, wiring, like awkward angles, trying to plug stuff in and figure it out. So it's all set though. Plus I mean, you're nervous like, whether it'll work or not. Well, a little terrified, but you know, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I, kinda, I think it was Sarah doubting me that made me doubt myself. Doubting you? I knew you'd get it together. Are you kidding me? You're the guy who got us through the pandemic. Sarah I had has no... a little bit of a freak out. It's a little bit of... Yeah, that's true. I freak out easy. Like, yeah. what do you mean? It's like, oh my God. It's... <laughs> <laughs> a little contagious. Sarah. 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 Um, all right. So, hi. Welcome to The Secret Show. Um... I, I wanted to do this story, um, and I, I didn't really want to do it on the air because I, I felt like I wanted Vinny to be able to talk about it and not feel like a time constraint. So um, this guy, Ivan Moody, he is from the band Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, so, okay. I'm a yeah, huge so, fan. Oh, you love them? Yeah. And you know this guy, Ivan? Yeah, he's the lead singer. Okay. 
I know so a little he, bit about him. He's he's had uh, substance abuse problems. I don't mm-hmm. know what his drug of choice is, but I do know. Sounds that, like it's alcohol. Okay. Uh, he went on a two-year bender, and uh, he gave up alcohol and died for like three and a half minutes. Oh, I see. He decided to stop cold turkey. He's like, enough of this. I'm stopping. And then the DT started, and uh, on the fourth day of cold turkey, he passed out and then some. He said, for the first time in my existence, I felt peace. I remember not worrying about anything. There was no matter involved. I was pure energy, and I saw this incredible blue light. It was the afterlife, and I was on the edge. He says... The only reason he is still here is because, and I don't know how old his daughter is, but his daughter was visiting that day and called 911 and uh, got him help. Cause she he, was, he chose to quit on a day when his daughter was visiting. Well, this him. was the fourth day. Oh, okay. So I guess he was into the throes of detox, which actually I'll give him credit for. I mean, who wouldn't get to the third day and be like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to die and, and go for it. He said... Uh, if you quit drinking without the right medications and whatever else, you will die. And I remember you saying one time that when you went to rehab one of the times, they I said— I only went to rehab once. Okay. So that was why you were still kind of working here. Uh, yes. And they said, mm-hmm. no, you can't quit drinking. You. And then what you they, were like, yay, so, green light for the weekend. Right. So I had quit drinking a bunch of times and and also failed the very next day. Like it was it's soul crushing to be especially when I feel like I'm strong willed and and have quit enough stuff through the years that I felt like mm-hmm. I should be able to do this, but had gone too far. I couldn't I couldn't quit alone. And it was something that I repeatedly each day was like it's it was almost daily. The goal was. You're not going to drink today. And then before I even got off the exit at my house, I was already, it was churning in my head. Well, maybe I should do this on Friday. I should probably quit on Friday. Like I can't quit during the week. I'll never sleep tonight. Duh. So it's just that kind of stuff. Now it's the weekend and well, I'll start on Monday, like a fresh new week. Right. It's Yeah. The little addict tells you Mm -hmm. all the reasons today's not a good day to quit. Mm -hmm. So when I was... When it was finally time for me to go to rehab, I had I was I think I was going on a Monday and I decided I'll lock myself in the house and I'm just going to I'm just going to quit. And I talked to them about what I needed to bring. And 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 I was like, well, and I also have to bring a pillow and blankie. Even back then, I was like, well, I'm not going to I'm not using your sheets. <laughs> yeah, I'm a grizzled drunk, but I am getting my own clean sheets and my own pillow. Anyway, Not some, some addicts pillow and sheets. Right. So, uh, but they did exactly what you're saying. They said, do not quit now. We need to monitor you. We need to see you and know that you're not going to gonna have a seizure. And so what ended up <sighs> happening when I got to rehab was it was explained to me pretty clearly like, alcohol is the biggest problem of the addiction. Uh, drugs. Now, this was before the Oxycontin came around, so maybe it's since changed. But they, what they were saying is, forever, alcohol is the biggest problem in the world. It's widely and easily available. 
There's way more people somehow pulling it off. Right. When they're really not. It's just the people around them are semi-hostage and put up with the crap because they don't know how to stop it. So there's a lot of different things going on with alcohol. But right. what they say is that the it's the most dangerous, it's the hardest and most dangerous drug of them all to quit, even though we don't even think of it as a drug. Right. It's, you know, and it's so true. And you're an alcoholic and, and I'm sure you know other alcoholics. And I grew up in a family that has several notable alcoholics. And uh, on both sides, I mean, who name me a person who doesn't know an alcoholic like it's legal, it's cheap, it's everywhere. And so when you get to the point where you're even admitting to yourself that it's a problem because you lie to yourself, we all do that. Um, it's in, insanely difficult to quit because everything in your life and all the people that you know are all pulling it up. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's there now. You're not going to any more parties. You're not going to any more restaurants with open bars with people who are drinking all around. Like it's just not. Well, it brings up an important point that our society is trying to deal with. And I don't, I don't necessarily think we're dealing with it correctly. I think we're trying to be understanding towards people with any problem or issue, but we talk about triggers and you'll hear people even on radio shows or, or podcasts, they'll say, there's a trick. I need to give you a trigger warning if you've ever, you know, and, and I get mm -hmm. that that's a kind thing and the effort is, is, uh, probably appreciated by some, but what really I, in my opinion, what really needs to happen is people need to deal with their shit. And they need to not act like the whole world needs to change around me in order for me to be able to get through the day. Yeah. The like, person and I'm needs... not trying to say that you, you, I avoid triggers when I can, but there are, there's nothing in the world like booze. It's on my TV. It's on my, it's on my wife's breath. It's on your breath. It's on, it's widely used there is no way that i could spend my time trying to dodge triggers you have to learn to deal with the things in real life as they come to you and mm -hmm. one of them is yes i don't go out and i don't go to parties and i don't hang with my friends as much as i would but i also that stuff's around me i've learned i have to be able to deal with it right you can't change the world but you can change your yeah. behavior. And so sometimes there are things where I go, no, I'm not going to go to that party. I can't be out at 11 at night. Well, you know, yes. And, and there's I also do. things about being, look, I, I am, uh, I'm a married guy with two kids. It's, it's the best place for me probably than being a single guy with some money out on the town every night. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, you know, you're like maybe right. For as, for as hard as what you set up for yourself can be at times, yes. it's also the absolute best. You see every day what you've got to lose. You, you're, you're in it. But I'm also you've not worked out. hard to get to it. One of the things that can cause, for me personally, that can cause me uh, struggle is hot girls. Oh. Well. You know, dating around. Girls who, someone whose attention I want that might drink too much mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm like, we, I, 
who was it? You were reading like a Ben Affleck story, and the girl he was with was like a playmate. And, and a whiskey, whiskey connoisseur or yeah. something, right? Didn't she have, she was like an owner in a whiskey bar or something. Yeah. And it was like, that is, those are the two devils right there yeah. that would undo me completely. Hot and whiskey. Right. So yeah. I can't put it on other people. These are choices I have to make. And that's the way I'm, uh, the point I'm trying to make about these triggers thing is it's nice that people try to help out and mention that. But for people struggling, whether it's with food or booze or cigarettes or anything. Right. It's you have to find a way within yourself to deal with the world as it comes, not right. how you'd like it to be. Right. Because it isn't going to be that way. And right. there's always going to be triggers and you're going to use those as an your little addict inside you. If you are saying, oh, the world isn't set up for me to, you know, right. It's not. And right. and you've got to talk that addict addict off the ledge. Uh, uh, Alex, you're also sober, right? Yeah. Did you go to rehab? I went to uh, not an inpatient. I went to an outpatient program. Yes. So okay. it's a little bit different. I didn't sleep there, but I was there basically every day during the week, and there was like group therapy there and stuff like that. I did take some medication to help with the uh, withdrawal and and things like that. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I took some medication, too, that uh, I don't know why. I guess I was really wanting to quit. But uh, they had this medication that if you drink, you it sick. actually makes you sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've I heard people drinking too. on that. Yeah. it's. I took that, too. And the, there's look, I'm not going to say no one should do that, because if that helps, if you've found some sobriety time through using that, then that's great. But. The problem with that is you can just stop taking it. Mm -hmm. So, right. <laughs> you know, this like makes it, me sick. It might. Yeah. I mean, it might get you through a one moment of time where you realize I can't drink because of this stuff I'm taking. It's going to make me throw up. Most addicts will go, I'll fight through that. I'll be fine. <laughs> Once I and throw I, it up, uh, I can keep drinking. Yeah. And that's what and, happened with me, basically, because that was I think that was my first. You know what? I actually can't remember, but I think that might have been my first time trying to get clean. And I didn't do anything but go to the rehab and then that was and then do the medication and stuff. And that was it. I didn't do any outside anything else. So I relapsed. And yeah, then when I came back the second time, it was like, OK, now we actually got to do something because we're not OK, you know. Yeah. Gotta we got to do head. the work. Exactly. Right. Yeah, we're, we're not right. So Right. Right. So, yeah, that stuff does can work, and depending on who you are, but it can also be the thing that you go, well, I'm going to stop taking this now, and then I'll be relapsing in two days when it's worn out of my system. Right. And that's – so it's, it's not a – It's so incredibly difficult. Like, I, I think about you a lot, Vinny, and, and now Alex, and knowing a little bit more about your journey. It's because – Everything in your life has to change when you make the when you make the final like you can't the friends you love that you partied with all those years. I have a couple no more hanging with them and a couple dudes I grew up with that I love. I love these guys. I lived with these guys. I partied with these guys. We've been on million adventures. I love them. I can't hang with them. Right. To this day I can't hang with them. Well, cuz that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's because they're about something else and you have to be about not doing that. Yeah. And I, I like one of my friends who he's just a guy. I, you, 
anyone who knew him might say, well, that guy's an alcoholic. What are you talking about? He drinks way too much all the time. But it's never caused him problems in his life. And he's someone who partakes. Yeah. And it's part of him in everything he does. And so for me, I can't be around that guy. Yeah. It is kind of a mystery why some people can't and why other people can. No, you know? I, I mean, that's another thing that you it's at some point you just have to accept your deal. Right. And you can fight it and you can go, you know what I'll do? I'll drink wine. <laughs> OK, because that, that's you'll not alcohol. That I don't know. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry to hear about that dude who almost died, but that is a true story that in rehab headed or headed to rehab, they said, wait, we need to, we need to have a doctor monitor you when we pull booze from your system. Right. He actually, so we're, we started off, I guess you couldn't be just joining us because here you are. Uh, Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch um, was talking about this experience he had where he almost died and his daughter saved him. Um, he actually wrote a song about what he went through. It's called The Tragic Truth. Um, it came out back in January. Are you familiar with this, Alex? That's a very good song. I Actually, that's one of my favorite songs, actually. Is it's, it clearly wow. about uh, about alcoholism or, or um, I felt like experience? it was. I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely not like, I, I don't think, I can't remember the exact lyrics. It's been a long time since I've heard it, but it, it definitely related heavily. I don't know to the, yeah, it definitely related heavily for sure. Do you, ha- I don't know, can we, are we allowed to play that on the show? You can play a snippet of okay, it. Okay, let's play a little All snippet. Right, Here we go. Spots are coming right here. I'm drowning in the bottom of a bottle. Oh, there it is. Running from a man I swore I'd never be. No one ever has to face tomorrow. I'm the one that has to face me It's the demons I've created for myself The tragic truth It's hard for me to understand myself So it has to be Yeah, that's a tough one Oh boy Uh, That's a tough one to play at a concert when everyone's partying I yeah. bet they mm-hmm. skipped that one. And that yeah. is the, the next thing that it's I a good sort song. Of think, it yeah, is. it was pretty good. That guy is, if he's still doing well, he's one of the lucky ones because what we, we're missing a lot of great musicians who've OD'd and yep. it's part of that. Choked on their own vomit. Touring lifestyle. Right. That can, well, it can kill musicians and artists because they find themselves out on the road again, answering to no one. And everyone's saying, what do you need? You need another drink? Yep. You got it. Whatever gets you on the downtime stage and-, and boredom and just left to your own devices in a mm-hmm. hotel room. I didn't that, even know. that has alcohol in it, by the way. There's right. a mini bar in most hotel rooms. Well, they I would didn't even love know to sell you Taylor Hawkins, but that's the most recent. There's an example of a guy yeah. who, you know, they oh, hadn't been so out sad. on tour a long so time. So sad, I know. Like it was, he, they just had started touring again. So anyway, that's, and I, the guy I miss probably more than, well, I don't want to start, you know, putting degrees of, of pain to each one of these, but I really loved Chris Cornell. Mm. I really loved Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland had destroyed himself 
and then couldn't just stayed out on the road because that's the only place where he could get away with using drugs. So awful. He died in like a an RV with not even one of his real bands. Like it was it was like what what were they called? Like Scott and the I can't Stupids. even think of it. Yeah, I I remember a quote you told me that he said something like, "I'm not happy unless I've got one hand on a syringe and the other hand on the phone with nine one one already pressed." Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's just tragic. Yeah. Um, listen, we're gonna leave you with with that. Uh, if you are gonna go out and party this weekend, do it responsibly. And if you are someone who can't go do that, good for you for taking back your life. And if you haven't done that yet, think seriously about it. Look around at the people that it's affecting and, you know, that's uh, and reach out because there are people who are really willing to help you. I know Vinny has been, I've seen him do it. I've seen, you know, people with problems and he'll, he just, I mean, nobody empathize, empathizes like you do. I've, I've seen people write in and it's clearly well, a cry for help. I absolutely believe that people who suffer from this are, are, weirdly in like a, an unfortunate family. Mm. <laughs> There's no other way to word it. And that's why people, you know, gravitate to AA and find ways to help each other because there's, there's no doubt that you could, I, there are people who will say, just stop partying. Oh, oh, you had too much fun. Okay. I feel terrible for you. I yeah. Know. That's what it was. I was yeah. having a blast. You're right. Right. Alone in my guest room. Right. With a bottle in the closet mm-hmm. and a beanbag mm-hmm. chair. Those are but just that's, sad. It goes back to, and you were, you kind of were saying it earlier that, you know, there's, there's a lot of people with this problem, but more people don't know someone with alcoholism. More people haven't had it in their life. Most people do think you've just partied too much. Mm. And it's, and I, I'm actually glad you haven't had it in your life. If ask a child of an alcoholic, how that right. went for them. Well, I was grown up at age six uh-huh. and pretty much in charge of no one dying in our house. So, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's in, tragic. It can absolutely devastate a, not just the person it's happening to, all the people around them. Um, all right. Yay. Happy Friday. Don't party too much this weekend. Have a great one, and uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. <laughs> the end.